Well, welcome to another episode of the Partner Connection. We're here to take technical topics and make them easy to understand and share why they're relevant for our partners. And today, we're excited to be talking about what seems to be consuming the conversation these days, a fun topic of AI and generative AI, but from a slightly different angle. So we're going to talk a little bit about Project Codium and what they're doing with some really innovative and groundbreaking ways in the world of AI and really leveraging those capabilities to help accelerate and speed software development. We're even using these within our own development teams here at Dell. We've had some great results and also looking to collaborate together and bring joint offers and solutions to our customers. So I'm really pleased to be joined today by Anshul Ramachandran, who's the head of enterprise and partnerships at Codium, who has been invited to join us here. So welcome, Anshul. Thanks so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Cheryl. So maybe share for our listeners, tell us a little bit about, you know, your project Codium, how customers and how we are leveraging the opportunities to create a competitive advantage, but in the realm of software development. Yeah, absolutely. I think a little bit, the short TLDR of our origin stories probably will set the scene pretty well. For a few years, a lot of us are, you know, we building a lot of ML infrastructure and specifically we're building ML infrastructure for GPUs. We were managing you know, tens of thousands of GPUs in the public cloud for a variety of different companies that have large GPU workloads. Think of companies like autonomous vehicle companies that runs millions of miles of simulations. And we were really working on this GPU problem because GPUs are actually, unlike CPUs, pretty hard to optimize and virtualize and really utilize as efficiently as possible. And we were really focused on building this technology for many years. And then about a year ago, we realized, you know, this entire rise of generative AI that we were actually sitting on some of the perfect infrastructure to really build an application end to end. And as developers ourselves, we're of course attracted to the possibility of using this technology to help accelerate our own workflows, right? And software development workflows. And that's essentially how Codium started. And our kind of our background as an infrastructure company has allowed us to do a few pretty exciting things. And one of the big ones that I'm sure that we'll talk about is that we had a lot of expertise of deploying these kind of GPU ML systems in customer tenants. So in their own you know, on-prem servers so that they can have secure offerings and run these solutions securely. And we decided that, hey, you know, I think there's a lot of important reasons why companies should take this generative AI technology and utilize it on-prem, both from a security point of view and also from a personalization point of view, using all the competitive advantage of the IP that already exists. And that's really kind of what we've been focused on. And within Dell, of course, you know, we've deployed internally at Dell and a lot of Dell developers are using Codium today. And it's a mix of autocomplete, chat, all the kind of experiences to help address the really varied landscape of the software development lifecycle. I really love this angle, and it's a great illustration of how you're deploying these sophisticated capabilities that there's a lot that we're talking about in the public cloud or the hyperscalers, but you're really deploying it in-house, right? It's on your private data. It's on-premise. I recently heard a statistic that 85% of the world's data is on-premise. It's not in the public mm -hmm. cloud. So the practicality exactly. of being able to unlock the power of what these ML or AI-enabled and enhanced workflows can do on-prem. Talk a bit more about that and how you can really exploit the private data on-prem aspect. 100%. I think the reality is that 
all of these big generative AI models. I mean, generative AI is fantastic because it can work on tasks that it hasn't seen exactly before. It's able to generalize to new things. But all these models that have been trained are only trained on public information, in our case, publicly available code. But if I work at any enterprise that has a large enough code base and do very specific things and has this very specific business, none of that private code, as you mentioned, is available in the public sphere. The base models have never been trained on this code. It's never seen this code. And every company does things slightly different, not just their syntax and semantics, but they might have domain-specific languages, utility libraries, whatever it might be. There's all this information that's just locked in at an enterprise, usually on-prem or in some kind of secure manner, that a generic AI solution will never see. And so a generic AI solution will be good. It will provide some value just out of the box. But if you really want to truly, and this is kind of what we strongly believe in at Codium, if you truly want to give the best product to every developer working at every company, you really need to be able to personalize the system on the company's existing IP. And if you actually want to start personalizing the system and look at all the existing IP in order to make a better system, you actually need to have the Codium system or whatever the AI system itself to be hosted also privately. Because there's not going to be a real world where a company will be very comfortable shipping their entire code base out into the public just to have some model training or personalization happens. Still, all the security requirements are there. So that means you have to actually bring the AI in. And so that's kind of step one. If you want a good balance of security and quality, it just has to kind of be in the self-hosted manner. There's really no other way around it. But once we actually are able to self-host, the whole world's open, right? Now we can actually look at the whole code base we can pre-index embeddings across them to really understand what already exists in the code base so that when we make inference calls, we can pull in relevant context to ground the suggestions and minimize hallucinations. But we can also fine-tune our models and create entirely bespoke AI models for particular enterprises. And it's like a combination of these different axes of personalization that we've seen drive exceptionally more value than already our pretty strong base systems. I actually love the way you've described it as personalization. One thing I'm pretty passionate about is customer experience, partner experience. In all things marketing, we talk often about a personalized at scale experience. And that really resonates with me because I don't think it's pragmatic or practical that anyone is going to take all their data and put it in the public cloud, as you said, just for training and inferencing. But intellectual property, competitive advantage, unique positionings and opportunities to differentiate your company lives in your data. At the core of it, it has to really be your intellectual property, your unique skill set, your unique knowledge of your customer and the market you're serving. And this notion of bringing it on-prem is just pragmatic. One size doesn't fit all. We've been discussing for some time this notion of multi-cloud for that very reason, right? We're going to have things that do live in the public cloud and they're well-suited there, but many, many, for a host of reasons, are going to really need to be on-premise. I was at a conference not long ago and was asked a little bit about supply chain and the constraint of NVIDIA's large N100 GBUs and, mm -hmm. you know, the People that have a demand for that are really the big hyperscalers, large language models, but yep. not everything is a large language model. You can garner unbelievable competitive advantage 
by doing something on site that can be done on a smaller scale server that we certainly have been working on. So I love that idea. Yeah, I think just to really like build off of that, I think it's one of those things that there's a bit of a misconception when it comes to like bringing this kind of technology in a self-hosted manner, like on-prem or in a VPC, whatever it might be. But I think there's a bit of a misconception that, wow, I need tons of GPUs and tons of compute in order to really support all the workloads I have. And the reason why this misconception comes out is because you hear all the headlines and you're like, oh, someone needed this massive GPU cluster to train this large language model. And the reality is like, yes, you need a lot of GPUs to train these gigantic models, but for inference to actually provide value to the end user, once that model has been trained from scratch, is actually significantly less. So even with just like a handful of GPUs, and I'm sure we're going to get to some of the configurations that Dell and Cody have been working together, but even with just a few GPUs, you can actually support thousands of developers internally in your own environment using a tool like Codium. And so I definitely think that, yeah, to actually unlock value from here, it's really not that far, even from a compute point of view. And once you actually bring things in-house, you get all these additional benefits, not just from a security play, but also personalizing and leveraging your IP, as you mentioned, to create that competitive advantage in a way that you're not taking any risk of potentially your competitors also having access to that same information. I'd love for you to expand a little bit because we're all certainly living the hype and the euphoria and all the things that are consuming the discussion around generative AI, but it really is going to be dramatically game-changing on ways with which it's going to enhance a personalized experience everywhere. So the use cases for whether it's customer care or sales assistance or Mm -hmm. content creation. And in your space, it's really software development. So it's bringing enhanced efficiencies there. Talk a little bit about the requirement or lack thereof of being an AI expert or how much experience I've had if I'm a software developer or you're bringing this into software development teams, how you're really helping unlock that efficiency and productivity and probably quality and reuse of these Mm -hmm. code modules. Yeah, I think you bring up a a few different points there and I'll try to address them all. I think the first, the the last thing you kind of mentioned is like, what's the kind of expertise that I need to like bring these things in? The, The reality is actually, you don't have to be an AI expert to bring in this technology and get the value out of it. We've actually made the deployment system and configurations really simple so that people can actually get up and running in an on-prem manner once you have the GPU in a few hours, right? And connect it to your existing IAM provider or whatever that is and get up and running. All of our product are really just IDE extensions, right? So developers code in their own IDEs. We support over 40 of them. They can essentially just download the Codium extension and they're pretty much off and running. So in terms of like getting started and really getting the value, both from a system administration and deployment side, and also an end user getting the product is actually incredibly simple. We have plenty of customers that have gone up and running in less than a day. And so I think that part is going to be quite simple. But the other part that you alluded to is just like, there's all been all this hype around generative AI and people are trying to see where they can actually get real value. I think 2024 is going to really be that year. I think 2023 was a lot of people exploring all these different potential value propositions of generative AI. And I think 2024 is going to be really the year where people are going to be like, okay, so where's the value? Where are we getting that? Which vertical is that value being driven from? And I think software engineering is actually a very unique one in kind of many ways. 
One is software developments like an internal process. And there's already a bunch of guardrails, such as existing CI CD pipelines or whatever companies have built in-house in order to judge the quality of code before it gets added to the code base. And so there's already a bunch of quality control already built in. So bringing AI to help accelerate software development already has the guardrails to get that value, that productivity increase without having too much of a risk of a bad experience, right? If you think of something like a sales or something that's customer facing, if the AI gets something wrong, that could actually be a poor customer experience. That's not really the case in software development. And also because software development is a much more specific application and software is a relatively structured environment, we can actually get really high quality models. All these like LMs that are specific to code really have taken a really big step forward. And so I really do believe that AI for software development will be one of the first few places that enterprises will really be able to point to and be like, look, this is the actual hard dollar ROI that I'm getting from these tools. And this is how much I'm investing. This just makes sense. This is how generative AI is helping our organization. It makes such tremendous sense too. When you look at modern application development and you're going to want to write smaller, reusable modules of code. And when we leverage container-based methodologies, getting something that can help learn and inform and get high-quality, well-tested modules of code for certain tasks makes so much sense. And you can get so much more efficiency out of the unique expertise of your software team, right? (laughs) To go really work on the differentiated part of the code that they're driving. So I actually like this use case a lot. And we've all been saying for some time that technology is in all parts of the business now. It doesn't live Mm -hmm. just in the IT department anymore. And you have some of the world's largest financial institutions or retailers or healthcare, they would call themselves software developers. So I think the applicability and broad usage of this capability is pretty far and wide. And maybe you could expand a little bit on some of the work we've been jointly working on, on some joint offers, because I like the way you phrased it. I've been encouraging everyone that the pace of this change is what's so remarkable, right? The pace Mm -hmm. of adoption and ways with which this really groundbreaking capability can help evolve companies is like none of us have ever seen, but to demystify it a little bit, right? Don't be intimidated. Don't wait. You can start small. You can start in ways that can actually really bring value. And I know we've worked and we've got some AI optimized server technology, but talk just a little bit about how we've collaborated on some joint opportunities. You definitely nailed ahead on the, you can start small and grow, right? Really all you need, you just need a GPU on a Dell optimized server. And we published a solution brief together that really talks through some of the configurations and the GPU SKUs that we can support. We can actually support a very large range of GPU SKUs. But if you take something like an L40S GPU or an A100 or something like that, and you put it in a, I think, 760 server from Dell, these are just some numbers. You can support like 500 developers per GPU, right? So you can start at that scale. We actually provide analytics dashboards to companies So they can see the real value they're getting from using Codium. And you can prove that to yourself that, hey, this technology, I've seen all the marketing material, but when I actually have brought it into my environment, I've done so in a secure manner and I'm really seeing the value that we get from this tool. And then you can kind of, you know, expand from there. The system very nicely kind of vertically and horizontally scales. 
And so I think we're definitely excited as new hardware comes out, we're always going to be the first ones to make sure that our systems can work on that hardware in as optimized of a manner as we can do. This again, comes back to our infrastructure backgrounds, but we've really optimized the whole system sufficiently so that you can fit hundreds of developers on a single machine. And that is quite a powerful way to get kickstarted in really bringing generative AI into a corporation. I think it's just fascinating. And we've been discussing, and many of our listeners on this podcast are in our partner ecosystem and community, that it really is an ecosystem and really highlighting or double-clicking a little bit in our partnership and our relationship with Codium is another expression of where we're really bringing the strengths of each other to give pragmatic, very easy to consume, easy to get started, affordable configurations. And for our partners that are listening, this is a fantastic way when you look at where we've got AI-optimized servers. We've been working with companies like yours and your project, Codium, to bring affordable configurations so our partners can engage with their customers when they're beginning to explore ways with which they can leverage the promise and the potential of AI-enhanced and enabled and empowered capabilities that's either going to drive much better efficiency so you're going to be able to repurpose either human capacity or dollar capacity mm-hmm. and resources, or it's going to unlock competitive differentiation to be able to deliver a better outcome and a better experience. And I'm super excited that we can share a little bit about a real world use case on how we're getting going. So like I say, the pace of change is real. My call to action for everybody is don't wait, get started, get busy. Uh, you're going to learn and only get better as they deploy it. So I appreciate it very much. I get pretty geeked out and excited about these opportunities. I love finding ways with which to demystify it a little bit and talk about real world ways with which people can get started and really begin to unlock the value. And we've seen certainly some early success and some great use cases of real world examples. The University of Limerick has leveraged RAI platforms in some digital cancer research centers. The city of Amarillo built a digital assistant Mm -hmm. using these capabilities to interact with their residents. And you just mentioned some great real world examples that I think many could leverage around software development. Yeah, exactly. And I think just to like be like very kind of transparent, the value that these things drive, right? It's, we're not going to make like every engineer like 10x more productive. That's not where the technology is. But if you just think about, okay, if every developer at your company is 20%, 30% more efficient, right? They no longer have to do the boring boilerplate stuff that their time is consumed by. And they can really spend their time thinking creatively about solutions that will give you that competitive advantage as a business, right? Really solving business problems rather than refactoring code. Just like the kind of value that is driven starts to compound, right? We can measure on our analytics, just like, hey, if they're accepting this amount of code, this is how much time they're saving from typing. And that's already a huge value add. But we've heard from many of our customers that our tasks and our tickets are getting closed twice as quickly. And if you just step back and you really take that in, just from accelerating the software development lifecycle, tasks are getting twice as quickly. You can drive twice as many business outcomes in any period of time. That's going to be pretty revolutionary, both from a single company point of view and just like the landscape of where the world is going. It's a multiplier on efficiency that I don't think 
as an industry we've really seen in quite a long time. Well, like I said, we're all living the pace of change. And they say it's not the big that eat the small, it's the fast that eat the slow. So <laughs> this is going to just help everyone be more responsive to the business, right? And be more responsive to the market needs. So I have to thank you, Anshul. I love these conversations. I love what the partnership with Dell that you're helping us and our developers, but I really appreciate your willing to come and share for our partners pragmatic use cases on how they can get started and possibly uncover opportunities within their customers to be able to leverage it. So thank you so much, Anshul, for joining us and appreciate the exciting work that you and Codium are doing. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Cheryl. Lots of great questions. And yeah, we're definitely excited to see where the space really takes us. And it's going to be a very exciting future. Well, we heard it here first from you. 24 is going to be the year of implementation. So <laughs> buckle up I, and that, we'll get that, going. That's my bet. I will we'll check back in in a year and see how right I am. But that's my guess. Okay, fantastic. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate you being here, Anshul. Awesome. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Well, what a great conversation with Anshul about AI and how it can help all of us speed our software development and so much more, many conversations we could have. So please feel free to give us feedback and tell us how you are deploying and using AI. We'd love to hear from our listeners. So until next time, I hope everyone stays safe and be well.